This is former Ranger Jeff Fry, and you're listening to the Rangers Nation podcast. This is Sheridan Apostle from the Texas Rangers, and you're listening to Rangers Nation podcast. Welcome to Rangers Nation podcast, talking all things Texas Rangers. Rangers Nation podcast is a part of Dallas Sports Nation, providing coverage of all your DFW sports teams. Now here's your host, Texas Rangers blogger, the Recliner Nerd. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Rangers Nation's podcast. I am your host, the Recliner Nerd, and today's episode is Benji. We're not talking about the dog, Benji. We're talking about former Texas Ranger Benji Gill. He's going to join us. We're going to talk about him, his time in the big leagues, his path to the big leagues, and a lot about what he's doing now, and we're going to do all of that right after this. This is Willie Calhoun of the Texas Rangers. You're listening to the Rangers Nation podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Rangers Nation's podcast. Today's episode is Benji. Like I said earlier, this isn't Benji the dog. This is former Texas Ranger Benji Gill. He's going to join us right now, and I've got him on the phone. Benji, what's going on, bud? Not much. What's going on with you guys? You guys staying uh, out of harm's way? Trying to. This uh, getting a lot of time with the family right now. I guess is what we're getting to do. Hey, you got a? I guess is your uh, your son. We're going to talk about Mateo in a little bit, but is he home? Yeah, he's home and uh, going a little nuts. But I can imagine. it is what it is. Is he getting to work playing out? a bunch of video games and working? <laughs> well, mostly uh, mostly just weights. Just with uh, facilities really uh, are shut have shut down as well. So. It's a little bit difficult to get out and hit and yeah. do that type of stuff, but uh, we're able to throw and run and work on his strength. So um, doing the best he can to, to keep himself ready. And when they say decide to, you know, then they say go, he'll be uh, as yep. close as possible to uh, to be ready to get out and play. Hey, where is uh, that? By the way, we're talking about uh, Mateo. His uh, his son is a third round pick of the. St. Louis Cardinals, and we'll just go ahead and talk about that real quick. So he's in. I know last year had a pretty good season. Uh, where where do the Cardinals have their spring training? I guess he started already. I mean, they had some before they shut it down. Um, West Palm Beach is okay. uh, the Cardinals' uh, facility, spring training facility. Um, and yeah, he had just gotten there. Actually, um, he had only been there um, a day. He basically got to do his physicals, and then the next day they told him not to come in. Yeah. And uh, the following day, they told them they were going back home. So, um, ah, that's right. Minor kind leaguers, of a, a wasted trip. Yeah, because the minor leaguers report a little later, don't they? Yeah, I mean, for, for sure this year, I mean, um, I don't know if all teams are like that, but it's the latest that I've ever, I had ever seen yeah. um, the, uh, a minor league camp uh, report. So, But who knows? Who knows the reasoning? But, uh, yeah, they reported like the 11th of uh, – March, which is quite a bit late. Quite a bit later than you did. Well, so, so on the phone, guys, this is Benji Gill. A lot of you Ranger fans that have been around for a while remember, ben, hey, before Michael Young was the top and upcoming shortstop prospect, there was a guy named Benji Gill who came up before him, and he was the hot prospect. Ended up playing about eight years in the major leagues, four with the Rangers, four with the Anaheim Angels. Benji, this this thing's going to be uh, – I, I know you hang out with Jeff some, and Jeff's been on the podcast a few times. And we're looking to uh, – I think he's as he talked to you about it, we're going to try to do a road show with former Rangers – uh, get uh, maybe at Texas Live, something like that. I think he's already told me you're ready to go get a couple of you guys together yeah. and, and get some of the fans out and come out and see you guys. That'll be a lot of fun. 
yeah, that would be awesome. It's anytime we get to, uh, you know, be around the fans and uh, be able to tell them how much we appreciate their support over the years is, is, is great for us. Okay, well, let's get into you, Benji. Tell me about where you were born and where did you grow up? I was born in Tijuana, Mexico. Um, grew up pretty much on the border. Um, I always did my schooling in San Diego, and uh, but oddly enough, I always did my baseball. My youth baseball was always played in Tijuana. Really? Um, yeah. Um, so when I was, I think, um, I played my first year of, of youth baseball at five years old and I played in Tijuana right. and then we, we started spending more time on the, on the U S side. So I just went ahead and played little league one year. And, uh, my dad, uh, didn't like the fact that I had a girl on my team those two years. <laughs> uh, the first year he was like, wow, oh, it's maybe it's coincidence, you know, it's just bad luck or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, the second year happened, he goes, okay, that's enough. You're going back to play in Tijuana. So, uh, I think it worked out for the best, uh, for whatever reason, it seems like, uh, baseball in Tijuana, um, is, is really, really good. Always has been. And, uh, so it worked out, it worked out well. And, uh, I was able to play, uh, all of my youth baseball in Tijuana. And then, uh, when I was about 15, started playing, uh, what over there they consider semi pro. So I started playing against guys that were a lot older and more experienced. So, um, yeah. It worked out pretty well. Now, so, but you did you play high school ball in America? Didn't you go to high school here? Yes, I went to high school in in, uh, in Chula Vista, in, in, which is a suburb of San Diego. Okay, and is that where? Because I know Rangers took you nineteenth overall. You were a first round pick. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, first round pick by Rangers in nineteen ninety one. Um, yeah, out of out of uh, Castle Park High School in, in Chula Vista. You know, it's kind of crazy, Benji. You're, I'm actually, I think I'm about five years older than you, but it, when I always grew up a Ranger fan, it's been going to games since 74 and, and growing up. But, you know, unlike today, back then, uh, you know, I followed prospects, and the way you followed prospects back then was you go get your baseball weekly or something. There wasn't the internet. We couldn't, but Benji Gill was the name. We were hearing all about Benji Gill. You were coming up. You were a first-round pick. Everyone knew who first-round picks were and doing all that. It's crazy today how you can keep up with these kids today. And I think uh, uh, unlike when you were there, if you weren't – like we heard of Benji Gill, but there were a lot of players you played with in the minor leagues that probably ended up being good major leaguers. We had no clue because we just – we only followed – Oh, the, yeah. We only um, followed the top names, you know, that we knew. Yeah, that's that back then, you know, through Baseball America or base, like you said, Baseball Weekly or Digest or whatever. Right. Um, you really just had access to to kind of the top uh, top prospect guys, or, or and even when guys were becoming really prospects, like I remember Rusty Greer. Yeah. Um, when he he in Double A, he just just was uh, into that pitch to him, and then the next year. Um, he went to AAA, but you knew that he wasn't going to be in AAA very long. Uh, and, uh, just because couldn't get him out, just, there was nothing that no, n there was no way to pitch him. I mean, you'd pitch him outside, he'd drive the ball to left field. He'd pitch him inside, he'd turn on it. And, uh, oh, yeah. So it was a little bit of a surprise when, when he got to the big leagues to the people that hadn't seen, seen him or heard of him. But, um, 
to us, the players that had played with him, I mean, we were like, man, if anything, it, it, it took too long. They probably should have taken him up right up after double A. It's funny. That's how good he was that year. That's how It's funny you say that, Benji, because I, I knew who you were before you ever got to the big leagues. I remember when I heard of Rusty Greer, I had tickets that first year that the ballpark opened. Did you start that year in the big leagues, the first year the ballpark opened? Um, no, I was actually um, – I was – in the big leagues the year before because Manny Lee had had visa problems and then strain and oblique. Um, and I was just at big league camp as, as a form, as, as a first round pick. Right. So I got a lot of playing time because he was, he, he didn't show up on time. Right. Because of visa problems. And I started to, I was doing really, really well. Not thinking of anything. I mean, my goal that year was to just skip high A ball and, uh, the Florida State League and starting double A. That was that was my goal going going in. Right. And uh, because uh, Manny's first visa problems and then oblique injury, um, it allowed for me to to uh, really by surprise uh, battle it out for the for the job for the top position. And I had been doing so well that when he when he got there. Um, I started to see a little bit less playing time and I was thinking, okay, well, it won't be long before I get down to minor league camp. Right. And then he strained his oblique a few days after he had been there. Right. So then I just continued to get playing time and, uh, just basically just stayed hot. And before you knew it, I, I mean, I ended up making the, the opening day roster. So that, um, that so would have been 93 then, right? Cause 94 was the first 93. Year. Yeah. Yeah. Cause exactly. I, so I, I, I actually went from low a ball to the big leagues, which is, yeah, that's not uh, heard of. Pretty it, uncommon. Yeah. Yeah, you must have had a hot spring because I remember, I do kind of remember that, but I, what I remember about Rusty, you were talking about Rusty and people didn't know who he was. So I had tickets to that first game that was ever at the ballpark, but I also had tickets to the exhibition game. And they had a couple of exhibition games right before they opened the stadium. And Rusty was, mm-hmm. was still there. He was about getting ready to get sent down to Oklahoma. Um, and uh, he was there and hit a bomb center field. And I was like, who is Rusty? I didn't know who Rusty Greer was. This and then he ended yeah. up later that year. He got called up and became the Rusty Greer that you still probably hang out with and know. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let me ask you this: When you were growing up, did you play any other sports when you were growing up besides baseball? Uh, basketball. Um, I played football just in the streets, um, just buddies, uh, and was never allowed to play football. I'll tell you a funny story. So one year, um, <laughs> I went to summer school to get some extra uh, classes in. Right, because uh, I wanted I wanted to have a really light <laughs> uh, academic senior uh, year. Sure. So well, most of us want to. Um, yeah, exactly. So uh, <laughs> you know, teachers aid and PE if I could have it twice. <laughs> oh yeah, there you <laughs> but, go. But um, <laughs> anyhow, um, so I had uh, as a Spanish teacher, I had the football coach. Yeah. And he was like, "Hey, why don't you come out and try out for the football team?" And I said, "Well." My senior year, if I go out, I don't think I should be trying out. He goes, just come, be, you can be the quarterback and blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I don't want guys chasing me around. I'm like, I'll go out if you let me be the free safety as well. And uh, he was like, I'll tell you what, just come out and uh, see what happens. So I went out, uh, had, had fun at practice, enjoyed it, and uh, went home after practice. And then the coach later that day called my house. And back oh. then, it's, you know, when you were being recruited, right, yes. by yeah. uh, college colleges, they would either send you letters or they'd call your house because there was, you no, know, not really internet and there was, right. oh, yeah. you know, 
no way for, for them to text or anything like that. So, so all of a sudden he called the house and I, at this time my mom had passed away and my dad lived in Tijuana. So I was living with my brother Right. and uh, he answers the call and he goes, Hey, this is coach uh, Morales. want to see if, uh, if Benji was, was there. And he's like, uh, oh, okay. He goes, uh, what school are you from? And he goes from Castle Park. He goes, Castle Park. He goes, Coach Morales, Coach Morales of what? He goes, the football. He goes, just wanted, was calling to tell Benji he had a great practice today and we're excited. And <laughs> he goes, hey, he'll call you back. So he calls me down and he goes, where were you uh, today after school? I'm like, oh, nothing. Hung out with friends and then uh, came home. He's like, really? Huh, interesting. He goes, uh, the football coach called. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, oh, man, <laughs> here it comes, right? And uh, he goes, and I'm like, uh, he goes, so you want to play football, huh? And I'm like, uh, no, not, not, not really. I'm like, he goes, not really? Then why are you going to practice? And I'm like, uh, so I'm just, I'm just spinning my wheels in mud, right? And I'm like, uh, I'm like well, uh, yeah, maybe I do. He goes tell you what, do you want to play in the NFL or do you want to play Major League Baseball? I go, Major League Baseball. He goes, that was your last practice. He goes, if you go to another practice, you're not allowed to play baseball anymore. He goes, you've spent your whole life playing baseball and now your senior year, you want to go and try and be, uh, you know, a football player, what, to get, to be popular in school or hook up with uh-huh. a cheerleader? He goes, no, that's it. One or the other, you choose. And uh, sure enough, he, <laughs> I chose pretty quickly. But uh, we came to an agreement that he'd let me play basketball because I had played my sophomore year. Right. And uh, sure enough, I played again my senior year. And then I actually had a back injury um, in the middle of the season. And uh, it wasn't real serious. But uh, as soon as I injured it, that was it. I, I just uh, hung that up and, and didn't, didn't ba- go back. Baseball, yeah, baseball with, was your With life. baseball being so close. Yeah. Yeah, and baseball was just so close to, to starting. Um, I think I injured myself early February and, uh, the season began in late February. So, oh, yeah. um, it was time to just decide one or the other, either be healthy for one or, or risk it. So. Well, yeah. And, and weren't you a, you were a pitcher also in high school, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. How hard yeah, were you throwing? Absolutely. Um, I'd, I'd say that I was probably pitching, um, you know, consistently, uh, probably 90 to 93 and uh, probably topped out at 95. Cause you had a cannon when you played shortstop. So I imagine that you had a fastball going into it. Um, you, you know, when was it Benji, when was it that you realized you might be a, a pro prospect? When was that? You know, um, it was probably when I was uh, 16, 17. Um, I thought was, I thought was pretty good. You know, I had always been one of the better players and, and, uh, like I said, by this point, I was playing in in in, in Tijuana against guys that were older. older than me, and I was I was holding my own. Um, and I really felt like, okay, you know, there might be something here, but you know, there had never been anybody from Tijuana ever get to the big league. Right. There had been guys to pro ball, but not not the big league. And then uh, I had even a cousin of mine that played minor league baseball, and and one was an All American at Oklahoma State back in their heyday with Ventura and Incaviglia and oh, yeah. those guys. But, uh, um, <clears throat> you know, he was, he was really good. He was all American there, but, uh, but I had never really 
been around anybody that played in the big leagues. So I, I didn't know how possible it was. I knew I would play pro baseball. Yeah. Or I'd have the opportunity to play pro baseball either at a high school or, or after college. Right. Um, but, but the big leagues, it was my dream. It was my goal. It was, uh, you know, everything I had dreamt of, but it, it was, it still felt a little bit, um, far away until my senior year when I started seeing that I was amongst, or I guess after my junior year, baseball America came out with top, whatever the top hundred prospects for the following season or draft. And, right. and, and I was, I was ranked, uh, I think I was ranked fourth or fifth in the nation as yeah. a high school prospect. And I'm like, okay, well then that, 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 you know, cause back then it wasn't like, like we had perfect game like we do now where you can compare yourself right. with the rest of the country. And obviously, I mean, you know, I, I knew that, I knew that California had good baseball and I was obviously amongst the top players in California, but right. you know, you still didn't, you still didn't compete against kids, kids from around the country. Really. It was, um, you know, it just didn't happen very often back then. Yeah. It, did you, so it, was, it was hard to tell. Yeah. So, well, I, I imagine eventually scouts were showing up to your game where you get, did you get a lot of scouts at your game? Yeah. Um, yeah, there was, my junior year, um, there, there started to be, started to come a lot, a lot more scouts would come out and, and, uh, it was, it was odd cause that year we only really had one other player and he was, uh, uh, uh more of a third baseman, first baseman that potentially could get drafted. Right. So I think, and we started seeing where, um, you know, fu- the funny thing was that there was obviously more scouts the days that I pitched and the days that I didn't pitch. Right. Um, you know, you know, being that I was thrown as, as, as hard and as well as I was. Right. Um, and, uh, so, so I started to think, okay, cool. And then my senior year, yeah, there was every game. There was, there was a, quite a few scouts. In fact, um, one of my best friends, uh, now, um, He's a really good. He was a good friend back then. He was one of my best friends. Now he was also. He went to a rival high school, and he was. I think he was the third best prospect in the country, and I was the fourth best. Oh um, yeah. And we lived actually down the street from each other, and we actually faced off in a game, and uh, it was it was pretty cool. Like the stands aren't aren't quite as big as they are here in Texas, right? Um, the high school stands, but there was probably I'd say seventy scouts there. Oh, um, to watch us face off. We faced off, and it was pretty cool. There was people lined up down down the first base fence and left field fence, and behind the the outfield fence to watch that game. It was a pretty pretty uh, pretty cool game. So that was probably one of my my more funner experiences. Uh, probably the best experience I had prior to pro baseball. Did, did you know how how many teams were were talking to you? Did you do you remember? Um, there was quite a few, um, to be honest with you, the way, uh, um, my, uh, my brother and, and, and at the time my advisor and my dad decided to handle the situation, um, is anytime they wanted to come in, it wasn't like now it was different back then is, is whenever they wanted to come in and talk, they'd say, Hey, go and just go out with your friends or go do something, go to a movie and we'll talk to them so that I didn't feel the pressure of, of, uh, yeah. having to sit there and answer questions to, to somebody. So, sure. um, but, uh, there was one organization, uh, Seattle had, uh, 
had told uh, my brother, and I talked to I, I would talk to guys, scouts after games, right? Um, when they were there and wait for me after, and uh, they had told uh, my brother in particular. Um, they just told me they were really interested. They, but they told my brother that if I agreed uh, to be drafted as a pitcher, that they would have taken me. I think with the eighth pick overall that year. So I, if I would have agreed to pitch, I probably would have been a higher draft pick. But you were wanting to play in the field and play every day, so you didn't. You, you weren't ready quite yet to just commit to one thing. Um, I guess my, my thought was was always this: if it had happened with a couple other guys uh, prior to my draft, yeah, that were uh, dual players, right? Sure. And they just decided to to go as hitters, and if, if they didn't hit a few years earlier, guys that didn't hit, then they ended up making them pitchers. And I just figured that. I would give hitting a try and just play every day. I, I, I think I would have been awfully bored if I would have been a pitcher immediately. Um, right, yeah. So so I figured I'd take my chances to uh, hit, and if it didn't work out well, you know. Yeah, you could always revisit the mound later, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and um, it was, for me, it was never a, a situation where I, I had any problems with control. I had pretty good command of, of, of my fastball and my off-speed pitches as well. So I figured it'd be easier for me to go away from pitching. Right. And if I needed to, to, to do that, go back to that, that would be easier than try pitching. If that don't work out, then try and go back and, 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 and get back into, you know, and, and, and hone my skills once again at fielding and hitting and situational sure. hitting and everything else, base running. Well, did you personally know the scout for the Rangers? Um, I, I had met him just over the course of them, uh, uh, scouting me, but, uh, I did not know him prior to, you know, uh, the whole process. Now, now this is a fun question to ask and rest and, uh, you know, Jeff had a funny one. Of course he was drafted way later than you were. How did you find out you'd been drafted? They didn't really do the TV thing like they do now. Were you watching it somewhere? Were you listening or how did you find out? You know, funny story is uh, that that weekend um, draft was on a Monday, like it always is. Right. That weekend, I think I had played like seven or eight games um, between playing in Tijuana and playing in San Diego. Uh, in fact, on the Sunday, I had a game in the morning in San Diego with like my uh, I forget what like Legion Ball. Right. And then I had a double double header. Um, no, a, a single, a, a single game in Tijuana. Okay. Um, that was like a semifinal game for the team that I was playing there. And then that night was, uh, the California North South all-star game. Oh my God. Um, so you play a triple where, where they don't, they don't. Yeah. And so I, I woke up, went to the game, crossed the border, went and played and then crossed the border again to come and play uh, in the, the California. It was basically Orange County against uh, Orange County against San Diego. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I'm, like, changing uniforms in, in at the border in the lines across the border. Oh but um, I was so exhausted because I had had, uh, I think, a double or triple hitter on uh, – on, uh, Saturday also? On Saturday as well, and then it had one game on Friday. So, like I said, I had – seven games I think Friday, Saturday and Sunday. I was exhausted. I was asleep. Um 
because it was back east where the, the, the draft is. So it was kind of early. Right. Um, in fact, my brother told me, hey, you know what? With draft coming up and as much as, as deep baseball as you play this weekend, I'll let you miss school today. And I was asleep. I was dead, dead asleep. And uh, my dad, my, my sister, my brothers, they all came in and, and they had like a, they put on a cowboy hat and they had gotten <laughs> found some ranger stuff and they go, Hey, uh, welcome to, to cowboy land. And I'm like, what? I'm like, who drafted me? <laughs> right. They go, you're a ranger. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And can I go back to sleep? <laughs> but I know, wake up, they go wake up. And then, uh, soon thereafter I had a phone call from, uh, from, uh, the Dallas morning news and, and, and and stuff like that. But, do you, uh, do you remember who the reporter was, uh, was? Fun time. Um, you know what? I, I, I don't remember. I, I think it was Randy Galloway. I think is the first call. First, if one. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I you, could be wrong. I don't. Well, let me ask you this now. So you were obviously number four prospect. That means you had options. Had you committed anywhere? Did you have a plan to go to college if, if you weren't going to be satisfied? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I had uh, my letter of intent. I signed my letter of intent to the University of Miami. Oh, wow. Um, you were going to go and, across the country. Yeah. I, so, you know, having said that, I was I was ready to go off and be on my own. Right. Um, so, it, it, I'm, you know, I wasn't like some kids are just sometimes go to college because they're just not ready to be on their own and they need the structure. And Not that I didn't need the structure. I'm not saying that, but. Um, <laughs> we all were that know, age, um, I remember. Yeah, exactly. So, I, but I was ready to to go away from home and 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 actually, if if looking at it that way, by me playing pro baseball, I was actually going to be at home more than I was going to be if I had gone to the University of Miami, anyhow. So, um, because obviously it was going to be more difficult to come. You know, it was never going to happen while I was going to come home on a weekend or anything like that. Right. That's um, right. Uh, so it was just going to be holidays and, and and summer. You know. So um, I was. What, do you remember where you played your first pro ball? What what was the first uh, like rookie ball or whatever? Do you remember where it was? Yeah, Butte, Montana. Butte, Montana uh, was Butte, my Montana. first stop and uh, first home game was was in Butte. In Butte, we played at a field. Uh, I forget the name of the field, but I think it was a uh, Montana State uh, field, if I'm not mistaken. And I think you know what I think Fry said that that's where he played. So that must have been the rookie ball back then. And did what did they put you up in the hotel or what did they do? Dorms, dorms, dorms. So, oh, at yeah. the stadium. That's yeah, where I mean, a, at this college. Okay. Yep. So I was I was actually at the dorms for probably two weeks, and then a, a host family took me in, um, and that that was that was great. And it was a you know a long lasting relationship with the family. Uh, they were awesome. You know, and I used to try, uh, I used to travel a lot with an old job I had and, and went into some uh, little towns in West Virginia that had rookie ball. And, uh, you know, it was easier to get access and talk to a couple of the players or whatever. This is back before I was ever blogging and podcasting and all of that. And they were talking about host families. And I always wondered, do you keep up with your host family? Those people, I remember meeting a couple that kept uh, one of the Tampa Bay Rays rookie pitchers or whatever. And, and uh, they did it every year. They would always keep one of the players with them. I, I I wondered if you always kept in touch. It was always neat if you're, you know, the guy you kept ended up being a big leaguer. Yeah, you know what? I did keep in touch with them for 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 quite a long time. Um, and then uh, once I got married and and 
and I was playing play. I, that's the other thing. I mean, I played winter ball, um, every just year. about every year of my career. Right. Um, I, I you go down into, Mexico. were you playing in Mexico or down in South America or, uh, yeah, in Mexico, in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so th- that's when I lost touch with them really. Yeah. Oh, I imagine. And well, you know, it'd probably been a lot easier in today's day and age. There were cell phones, uh, ways to keep in touch and keep up with people in the internet. There wasn't really any of that back then. So, you know, that, that, that makes it hard if one move and change a phone number and you can't keep up. That's pretty interesting. Exactly. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. Um, so I, I already kind of, we kind of found this out. This next question was, uh, I asked where, where were you playing when you got the call to come up, but you, you were playing in, in uh, Port Charlotte, I guess you were, you know, you didn't, you kind of expected yeah. to probably head to double a, maybe if you, that was your goal, if you could skip, you know what? And it sounds like you probably were going to skip high a ball. If you were playing that well, um, that you probably were going to be what Tulsa back then, wasn't it? Yeah, I was actually, you know, I, I was, I was really excited and pleased with the, 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 the spring that I had and, and uh, I thought I had accomplished, you know, I was pretty sure that I had accomplished my goal to, to start in, uh, in double A. Right. And uh, they called me into the office and I'm thinking, all right, I'm like, heck, I might've played good enough to maybe even get to triple A. Right. And uh, yeah. they go, uh, Hey, uh, you know, do you have a suit? And I said, uh, no. And then they go, well, you better go buy one because you're uh, going with us uh, to Arlington. I think we flew to Houston and played an exhibition game at, at the Astrodome. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So the next day, <laughs> I, we were in Port Charlotte, and I think I went to Dillard's or something like that and went and bought a <laughs> suit, uh, just a pair of pants and a, and a sport coat, which I still have today. <laughs> Um, does not fit anymore, <laughs> I must mention, but I, I, I will always keep that. That's, that is awesome. Um, so, um, tell me about your major league debut. Tell me your, the first game you played as an, an actual game that counted, who was pitching, what do you remember about it? Your first hit, all of that. So I got to start, um, opening day and, uh, we were in Baltimore. So it was, it was, it was a, obviously a really cool day, but for, for many reasons, um, not just obviously being opening days are just so special. Um, oh, yeah. you know, um, for, for guys that, that, that get called up, you know, it's a special day as it is right for them and their family. But this is, it's just a special day for all of baseball and hope and everything else that comes along with an opening day. Sure. Um, so, uh, the other cool part is being the opening day that year for us was uh, on the road in Baltimore. Um, got to meet uh, President Clinton. Oh wow! So it was a pretty exciting day <laughs> all the way around. Right, I'm 20 years old and playing my first game, and then uh, my two biggest idols uh, growing up, baseball idols growing up were uh Ripken. Cal Ripken and oh, Nolan man. and Nolan Ryan, right? Oh, yeah. So Nolan Ryan is my teammate, right? Yeah. Which I never would have dreamt of. <laughs> and uh and then and then the first ball that is in play that I get to defend is a ground ball by Cal Ripken. So that was that was pretty awesome. Uh I, my first at bat was against, well, Mike Lucina started that day 
I actually lined out twice, and then it took me another, I think, five or six games to get my first hit, uh, which was uh, also a pretty pretty awesome game because it was uh, uh, Nolan Ryan. Uh, we were here at home, and it was Nolan Ryan against Roger Clemens. Oh, so, you got a hit off uh, Clemens. It was a, a pretty, yeah, my first hit was off the Clemens base hit up the middle, so it was pretty, pretty cool uh, uh, experience, something to hold on to. It was, it, it took me a while, but it, it, at least it was against somebody that was pretty special. And and with uh, with the Riot Express pitching, there was a lot more pressure than just a whatever game it was, a sixth or seventh game of the year. He was uh, pretty intense when we didn't hit. And he was pitching. Oh, I can imagine. You know, and I'm so I'm guessing '93. Then, if I'm right, your second baseman was probably Fry, wasn't it? Um, Fry, I think, got called up uh, later uh, in in the season. Um, and uh, so after, so after you started Franco. there, okay. So after you started there, then you went down for a little bit, and then you came back up. Yeah, so I was up for about a month, and then I got sent down. And then I came back up, uh, I, like a month later, because uh, Manny Lee uh, hurt his oblique once again. Okay. And I was up again for another three weeks or so, just until he was uh, he was healthy. And I think Fry was called up right after me. Okay. Or we might have spent a little bit of time, I guess, together in, in the big league um, that year. But I know we we were together in '94 for yeah. a little bit at the yeah. end of the year and then in 95 and 95 also. Okay. So yeah. yeah. And wow, man, that's well, let me tell you what, and you played what about eight years is that what you played total in the big leagues. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah. I, I've told, I told my wife this, I tell anybody I meet, I'm like, man, let me tell you what, you play one week in the big leagues. You've accomplished something that most of us ever dreamed of, you know, getting to do. So it's kudos. That's and I, and Benji, you were always one of my Thank favorites. You. So I, I, I can't wait till we do the road show it. and we get in person and get to shake hands and your elbows or whatever we do here for our social distancing. Or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so whatever we do. Yeah. So let's talk about what you're doing now. So you're not, uh, I know you did a little bit of talk about the Spanish broadcast. You were part of that for a little bit. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, with Elena Ornelas, uh, doing the Spanish broadcast for the Rangers. I did that for, um, I did two seasons where I did, uh, most of the games, and then the third season, I did only about uh, a quarter of the games. Um, and then after that, they they uh, stuck with Jose Guzman. Guzman, yeah. And uh, yeah, so he, he he does a great job. And uh, then I began uh, managing winter ball. Uh, I went down and managed in Kulikon uh, City, where I played for uh, most of my uh, career in winter ball. Uh, now, where is that at? Years. What part of Mexico? It's on the Pacific side. Um, I guess the city that would be better known would be uh, uh, Mazatlan. Yeah. So it would be about two two hours, two hours, two hours, 15 minutes north of Mazatlan. If you watch any of the Narcos series and stuff, you, you'll hear about Kulikon. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> I do watch that, so now years. i got to pay attention. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, they, uh, uh, I, was, I played there 13 seasons, and uh, now I've managed their uh, – Four of the last six, um, going back or this four morning? of the last seven, something like that. Yes, yes, I am. Uh, um, been pretty fortunate. Um, my first year, um, we won the championship. After, had an eleven-year drought uh, since even since getting to the championship series. Um, won the championship the first year, 
Uh, second year, didn't make the playoffs and got fired. Um, then went back the next year, uh, won the championship again. And then I, I chose not to go back the following year. I wanted to be around for my son's uh, high school football season. So okay. um, uh, so I didn't go back the, the following year. And then the year after that, which was this past winter, I went back again and we won the championship again. So, um, yeah, so I've, I've been able to go down there four years and won the championship three, three of the four years. So, wow. Um, I bet you're popular yeah, so, down there. So, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, <laughs> I was, I was I, it was a love and hate relationship as a player. And right now as a manager with the success we've had right now, it's, it's more of a love, love until we lose. So, <laughs> so what, I, I'll, I'll, I'll enjoy the, 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 the love that they're giving me right now until uh, things go bad. Until, until it goes bad. Again. So, so let me ask <laughs> you about, so playing in, in the Mexican league, I mean, baseball is huge in Mexico. What is it? Uh, how many people go to games down there? I know it's uh, a lot of people go and it's in it, some of the major leaguers will come down and that's where they get some of their, you know, uh, the big stars usually don't come down. I would imagine, but uh, some of the, uh, uh, you know, how, how much, how big are the stadiums? How much are you filling up down there when they, when you're in Mexican league? Um, I'll tell you what, I'm pretty fortunate. Um, our stadium is probably the best stadium in all of Latin America. As far as baseball, uh-huh. uh, I, uh, I'm not really going out on a limb there. Um, it seats twenty thousand people. It's wow. literally a, a major. It's a major league stadium um, that just that's half the size is, is the best way to describe it. Wow! Um, it's a beautiful stadium. You can look it up online. Um, we averaged this past season. I think we averaged seventeen thousand or seventeen thousand five hundred. Holy um, cow! That's which, uh, great. I think. Yeah, I think we drew more than two teams in the big leagues and almost the same as a, as a third, I think it was Tampa and Pittsburgh that we drew more than, and the other, and the one we tied, I think was Baltimore, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, it's, it's, it's just, uh, it's a great atmosphere. Um, the, the, those people, I mean, they're, they're, they love their team. They, they absolutely don't understand when you don't win. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a great thing. Uh, but, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's, it's kind of like playing in uh, in uh, Boston or New York, you know, with the fans. I mean, they're all in, and it's, if 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 you play well, they'll let you know. know and if you don't play good, they'll let you know. They'll let you know even that too. more enthusiastically. Yeah, for sure. Well, now, now let me ask you this: is your is your son your oldest or your youngest? Is he? He's my oldest. Yeah, we have two two boys: uh, uh, Mateo, who's nineteen, and then Garrig who's uh, 18. Okay. Now, is he a senior this year? Yeah, he's a senior this year, yeah. Oh, I guess it's, it's his baseball over, I'm assuming. Yeah, and, you know, a funny thing is, so um, so my old, my youngest son, his, na- his name is Derrick Ryan. He was named after Lou Gehrig and Nolan Ryan. Right. And uh, he's the one that decided not to like baseball. Okay. <laughs> well, I've got, I've got those, yeah. <laughs> What's he yeah. into? What's he do? <laughs> Uh, football, football. Yeah, he loves fo- football. Now, did he get a? Is he going to get yeah. a chance to go play football anywhere? Or is he done? Or you know, he was. He was thinking about it, and I think he had gotten some offers. Um, uh, and at the early on in the season, he was pretty excited about going and, and playing uh, beyond high school. And then something he 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 had a, a hip injury, and 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 something happened during the season that 
that changed his mind and now he's just gonna go and and be a student and and find his way in life but uh it, it won't be uh he, he just chose not to participate in uh collegiate football anymore ah, well you know what it's probably safer for him i've got kind of what you have my kids are i'm actually older than you but i've got kids a little younger um and uh i've got a seventh grader who was kind of my athlete and my baseball player and he decided to quit playing this year. He's a seventh grade. He's just staying with football and track. So my older one is just into music and all of that. And, you know, I've always said to my kids, you know, play whatever you want. I just got to have something to take away when you're acting ridiculous. That's all I need. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I I don't say it to to my boys, but when my wife and I talk, it's like, Hey, you know what? Uh, Uh, Whatever, whatever they're passionate about, you know, it's 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 we be, we become fans of. Because, I mean, obviously, we're just yep. um, passionate about being their parents, and that's it. Absolutely, I'm a theater dad. I'm a track dad. I'm a you know, what do you need me to do? That's all I do anymore. So let me ask you this. So now, I, when I was talking to Jeff, so Jeff's the one that put us in touch here. He said you guys play golf all the time. Yep. He did tell me without a doubt you're the better golfer out of the group you guys hang out with, but I have to think he's probably... Sometimes he just beat me. He'd, he'd beat the snot out of me uh, two days ago. So um, <laughs> so ho- hopefully the tide has not turned. But, yeah, he got the best of me the other day. Well, I'm, Social distancing. But yeah. maybe, maybe that's why. I couldn't I couldn't get close to him and rattle him, so <laughs> he, uh, he got the best of me for sure. Where do y'all get to... I didn't know they were... I guess that, that a golf course is something they possibly could open as long as you keep your distance a little bit there. Um, so yeah, they, they, some, some courses have gone to some strict rules where you can't touch the flags and only one person per cart and right. stuff like that, man. It, I tell you, you got to get out of the house a little bit. It's just been crazy. And, and the kids are the ones going crazy. I mean, trying to get them out to do things. Let me ask you this. Did you see the videos he put out? Yes, I did. <laughs> I am a fan of the hitting guru of the hitting guru. You're a, <laughs> are you trying to get certified? So. <laughs> <laughs> I've asked him where do I get certified. He said it's a long process. Don't try it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's part of you know. And what I really found, I, I, you know, I, and and we've talked about it. And he was telling me that you had talked to him about it. I, the deal was, I don't think anybody was trying to diminish or say anything that that a, that a hitting coach is not a warranted thing or someone that can make a living helping with hitting and all of that. I think where the issue came in is when you think nobody else knows what they're doing except me. And, and, you know, and, and you're, you're charging all this money to say that nobody knows what they're doing except me. And you start arguing with former major leaguers going, what you're teaching doesn't make sense. That's what we were never taught. Yeah. to do. And, and so that's kind of where, and then a lot of you guys, former big leaders are joining in going, thank you. You know, <laughs> I'm glad someone said yeah. something. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a little, when you see some of the stuff that is being taught to the kids, it's, it's a little sad, you know. Um, I'm not saying you have to have been a major leaguer no. to teach baseball. No, right? absolutely. And teach hitting. Right. But for sure, you know, to have been around the game at a higher level has to have, you know, that has to have some merit. Exactly. Um, it, it, when you're doing it, it's like people, like people say, oh, well, yeah, but, you know, it's just because it came easy to you and that's why some guys can't teach it i'm like some people can't teach it because they don't have the maybe just don't take the time or don't have right. the communication skills yep but they have the knowledge they maybe just don't know how to communicate it exactly um but 
you know, in order to, to feed your family by swinging the bat or playing the game, um, that absolutely has some kind of merit. And, and yep. to, even the guys that might come across as guys that didn't really care, I promise you they cared when they, uh, when they uh, had the possibility of losing their job and not being able to put food on the table or absolutely. keep their sports car or whatever the case is, you know, however they, you know, each individual looked at it. But, um, you know, we were all students of yes. hitting or the game or whatever aspect we had. Um, some guys obviously came easier to them uh, than others, and 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 some worked harder than others. Right, you know, exactly. and the guys that didn't care as much or as as much as they needed to just didn't stay in the game that long. But uh, you know, you study and you work, and and sometimes even you know it even happened at at the big league level to us. Um, I can tell you that I wasn't I wasn't a fan of every hitting instructor that I had. Right, but it wasn't because they didn't know what they were doing is because maybe they just didn't the, the way they communicated just didn't make sense to me but it didn't mean that they didn't know what they were talking about um and, and, and they certainly weren't gonna that yeah I, I know keep going so uh so like i said i mean it's i think at some point it's just the way you communicate and the way you make um the individual exactly. the player understand and and get him to where he's he's in the best position possible to be successful, you know, at that to that or pitch to pitch or day to day. And that, um, yeah. yeah. And that, what you said right there was my, and when I was talking to Jeff about it and now you, I can see that we're on the same page. Look, I, I played baseball from the time I was five through high school, never really had the, I mean, look, I was, I was a good, good ball player. I was a decent ball player. I had no ability to go beyond that. The ball started moving and going faster when I got older and I couldn't put a barrel on it. That's part of the game. But what I've said all along, people can have ability, all the ability in the world. A hitting coach's job isn't to teach you how to, to hit. His job is to try to find your flaws and help you get your barrel through that zone, put a barrel on the ball and put it in play and give you the tools to hopefully, ultimately it's your job. Your job, Benji, you're the one that has to make it work. He's there to try to pick out what maybe he can see that, hey, maybe, you, you know, you're you're dropping this or whatever, try to get through there. But ultimately, it's going to be up to you to put your barrel through the zone and put a barrel on the ball and go from there. And, you will you know, when you're working hard and trying to do it and all of that, and I think where the, a lot of the, the stuff lies in is, well, if you're not going to agree with me, you don't know what you're doing. Um, you know, I'm the only one that knows how to fix you. You can't get to the big leagues unless you talk to me. That's crap. That's just total crap. No, that's, uh, I mean, I've, I've heard of, of guys, and obviously I won't mention names, but to, to tell, you know, that told kids, hey, you want to get to the big leagues, it's through me. Yep. Um, and first of all, if the kid has the abilities, um, I'll say this, I've, I've worked with some kids that, that have the potential. Um, yep. I'll give you an example. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, so don't have to talk about anybody else. It's just like my son. I think he has the ability to get to the big leagues. And have I helped him? Yes, I've tried to help him the best I can. Sure. But he's not going to, you know, he's not going to get to the big leagues because of me. Nope. Uh, you know, I'm just a coach that helped him try to be, be the best that he could be. But exactly. even if I wasn't his dad and I worked with him every day, he has God-given abilities that were not given to him by his dad. No. Nope. They weren't given to him by his mom. They weren't given to him by any coach. Right. For sure. Nope. You know, it, it's just, there's people that help you along the way to be better and make adjustments, which is a big part of what the game is about. But at the end of the day, you have to have 
God-given abilities and you have to have personal desire and, 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 uh, and yep. willingness to sacrifice because that's the one thing about this game is it's, you have to sacrifice an awful lot. And then at some point when you um, uh, get to the point where you start a family and you have a spouse, that, that, that person has to sacrifice a whole lot too. And yep. uh, I'll tell you what, you need to have somebody that's pretty understanding and that has that, your goal becomes their goal, you yep. know? Absolutely. Um, it, 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 it is, uh, it, it's an important part of, of, of our career, really. I mean, people overlook it, but when, I've seen a lot of guys that struggle um, in the minor leagues and, and don't get to where they need to be, but sometimes because of situations at home. Sure. You know? I can imagine. Yeah, you don't you don't get paid very much in the minor leagues, and it's a process to get to the big leagues where you have a chance to make the, the actual money, unless you've got a huge signing bonus you can live off of. But, look, there's so – how many people were there? And then Jeff and I talked about this, and I know you agree. There, how, many, how many people that were the number one picks and they were this and that who never got above a ball? And for some reason it didn't oh. click, it didn't go, and then others – uh, that were expected to got there. And I mean, you were a first round pick, highly touted played eight years in the big leagues. I mean, look, you, you fulfilled a lot of the promises you were, you were supposed to. I mean, I mean, there's probably numbers you're going, wow, I wish I did more of this or that, but Hey, you played in the big leagues for eight years. That's pretty, how does, uh, let me ask you this. We talked about Mateo earlier, third round. Now, where were y'all at on, on draft day? Was he at home or were y'all sitting around watching it when, when he got drafted? Yeah. Yeah. He was at home and, and, and I'll tell you what, it was, it was, it was kind of an ugly day <laughs> as it turned out, but it, it, you know, the situation was good. So we had, uh, been told that he didn't went and did the pre-draft stuff. And right. he had been told by this, this one organization that he would be taken with, I think the 40 something pick. Right. Um, and they told us a few days earlier, say, Hey, you know what? You're, if you're around uh, when that pick comes up, you know, you're our guy. Right. And uh, so we thought he was going to be drafting the first day. So there was a little bit of a gathering, some just family and close friends of his. And uh, it didn't work out that way. So it was a pretty disappointing day. Um, luckily, the next day, it, it didn't take very long for uh, St. Louis and, and this other organization. They were both um, trying to uh, get to him. They were back-to-back. Right. Um, so he ended up... Uh, you know, St. Louis just said, "Hey, we're going to take you," and and uh, and they gave him pretty good money for for that slot. Um, they got a, bu- a pretty good amount of above slot money. So now was he going to go somewhere? They were very interested. He was going to TCU. TCU. He was going to go to TCU. That's wow. That's a top top notch for baseball right now. So that that was yeah. good. So yeah. yeah. So he had options. Yeah, they have a great program. Yeah, that's all, yeah. Now, how yeah. does he compare to his old man? Um, I think he has more power. Really? Um, I think he has more power. Um, uh, for sure. Is he, uh, is he bigger power. than you? He's, what he's, were you six two? Uh, six two. He's he's actually my height. He's a little bit stronger. Okay. Um, I think he's he's about one ninety five. I don't think I got to one ninety five until gosh, I, I didn't get to be to one ninety five until like nineteen ninety seven. About <laughs> six years after I was drafted. Um, but uh. But yeah, I know he 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 works hard. He's really dedicated. Um, he has he's probably a little smarter than I am, yeah. uh, baseball wise for his age. Uh, he's he, he's got a good future and he's got a good head on his shoulders and and great work ethic. So um, I, I not because I'm his dad, just 
looking at as a, as a baseball person, I think he has a, he has a good future ahead of him. And, and, and especially with, with the things that I just mentioned, he has good work ethic and, yeah. and he knows what he wants and he's pretty dedicated. Had a pretty good year last year. I looked it up, seven home runs hit two seventy, I think, um, you know, look, two, yeah, pretty good year. Only about 56 yeah, games or um, something. It wasn't very – so he was – was he in short season? What was he in? Yeah, he was in short season, and then he had a um, an injury where he was a defensive player where he was going across the middle. Um, and he was – was, it was like a chopper over the pitcher. He was going in, and, and it should have been the shortstop play with him going towards the uh, first base, right? Right. And the second baseman slid – to try and make a spectacular play and ended up taking him out. Oh, um, yeah. He was able to jump a little bit out of the way, but ended up straining his, his, uh, his growing. Um, and then right when he had come back, he had been back for, I think two days and, and, and he retweaked it again. So oh, I think gosh. he ended up missing about four, 14 games or 15 games because of it. Um, or some, somewhere between 10 and 15 games. And, uh, but yeah, he had, he, he got up to a good start. Then he struggled a little bit. Um, you know, just growing pains. And then uh, he finished really strong. Um, and then they got to the postseason. They ended up winning the championship. And he did uh, he did well in the in the playoffs as well. So, uh, but yeah, he's, he's, he had a pretty good year. Um, funny thing is, I think he, he started the last game. I think he went into it hitting like 277. And uh, we, we spoke the day before, the evening before, and he was like, okay, because I, I need to get two hits to finish at 280. And uh, <laughs> I think he said he lined out two or three times and went over for, over five for the first time in his career, and he dropped all the way to 270. <laughs> he goes, at this point, I was just glad I didn't get a six-hit bat and dropped <laughs> under 270. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like that, that would not have been good to battle back uh, for having struggled to get that, that high. But it was uh, – it was, it, was, it was good. It was a good season, good learning season for him. Well, I've got a new new one to pull for. So, Mateo Gill, I'm going to be following him and see how he does. Because i I got to imagine, besides your own major league debut and the excitement of that, I, I think one of the greatest joys you can ever have is watching your kids achieve one of their goals. I know for mine, you know, getting my, one of them's in a musical and got the lead role, how proud you are as a dad. I imagine that would be exciting to – be there for his opening, you know, major league debut. That's got to be exciting. So I'm really pulling for Mateo, so you and I can give each other some crap about it and let you tell me about. Did you cry? Yeah. Did you cry? You know. <laughs> and see uh, that. I, 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 I think I probably will, and uh, hope, <laughs> hopefully, you know, God willing, he, he, he will get to the big leagues and have a, a good career. And uh, I think at, at if, if and when that happens, it'll be right up there. It'll be a tie event when uh, having won the World Series and him getting to the big leagues. Oh yeah, that's got to be great. Hey, do um, do you follow the current Rangers team? Do you keep in, keep up with them and follow them? Um, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, uh, not as much as I used to. Um, obviously, the, when I was when I was doing the radio, I mean, I was I was there every at the day. games just about every day and and uh, keeping up with with every single detail, but. Um, but not not as much as I used to, but obviously still still somewhat and always you know rooting for them. Yeah. Now, did you grow up like a Padre fan, being where you were? Or when you grew up, you grew up in San yeah, Diego. Yeah, growing up, I was. Yeah, growing up, I was a a, a Padres fan. 
So, and now I guess it just, you know, do you, do you have a team you really pull for? I mean, I guess you pull for the Rangers, son. They're one of your old teams, but you played for the Angels too. So, um, or is it just, yeah. just like watching baseball? No, I, I still love watching baseball. And, and uh, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, uh, MLB Network. It's just, uh, yeah. and, you know, funny thing you mentioned, I think I've been, I've had some success uh, or, or quite a bit of success as a, as a manager. Yeah. And a lot of it, I'll be completely honest, is, is, was because of me being able to do the radio. Yeah. And being able to describe and think along the game with both managers on what was going to happen and what one manager should do, what the other one should be defending and vice versa. And, uh, you know, it's even now, um, and, and I'll be honest with you, uh, God willing, ho- hopefully someday I get the opportunity to, to, to get to, to the big leagues uh, man- managing. Yeah. I'd still watch games on TV just to see what I can learn from the opponent and, and, and the other uh, managers and, and, and be better prepared for, for strategies against them. Uh, and I'll be honest, sometimes I see stuff on TV and I make little notes of what some of the managers do now in case that opportunity that, ever comes up. The situation. Know? Yeah, you know what the, the a wise man always said that, in, you know, you hitting gurus could learn this too, is if you think you can't learn anything new, then you, you live in a crazy world because you can always get better and learn more. Uh, there's always something that, you know, for those that think you know everything, it's not that's not true. You can always learn no matter what you're doing in this oh, business. Absolutely. If, if you think you've got it, you got it all down, then, then that's the day that you are one You are confirmed defeated. Yep. Um, it's, it's, you just confirmed that you're, you're a defeated person. I mean, you, you, this game, um, heck I've been around it for, uh, at the professional level now for, for 20 years yeah. uh, or sorry, 30 years yeah, and 30 years. Yeah. And, and, and you see stuff uh, every day. You see stuff that you have not seen all the time. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I had never seen that. Um, I'll give an example. Um, in my last year at playing um, in Winterball, uh, we're, we're at home. Team jumps out to a 9 nothing lead. 9 nothing in the top of the first. We come back, we score two in the, in the, in, in the first. So it's 9-2. Then they score... Uh, Two more, they're up eleven to two. By the bottom of the second, we're up thirteen eleven. Holy crud! The rest of the game, there was four hits and one run scored. Oh first seven, God. first two innings, there was twenty four runs. runs, and then the next seven innings, there was one run scored. <laughs> uh, yeah, how does that happen? Yeah. You know, guys, everybody got was hot, and then all of a sudden, everybody went cold. So it was, it's, I mean, just. And, and things like that happen all the time that you just, you just, you well, can't even imagine. It's hard to even explain after it happened. Yeah. And you know, and, and when you're talking about thinking, you know, what all I've, I've always said this, when, when you think, you know, it all and you fail, then you start blaming other people. You never look in the mirror and go, okay, you know, it, it, it has to be something I'm doing. No, if, when you think, you know, it all, it's always someone else's fault. Sometimes you gotta look in the mirror. It's tough to look in there and go, okay, what am I doing wrong? You know, why isn't this thing working? Yeah. So that's why the some of the hitting gurus who get so defensive out there and really and Jeff was having fun and that there was a couple of them that really went off on him and, and uh it was kind yeah. of funny to watch. Um okay, I gotta ask you this. So this we're coming to the end of this thing. Uh we've been going here close to an hour, but this is this little thing I call the home run game. So 
It's really fun. Okay. Stuff. So we're gonna. So the, I'm a guy that played my whole life. Played baseball from the time I was five all the way through high school. In all my life, I hit one ball over a fence ever. My junior year of high school. So I will always remember the one ball I hit over a fence. Now you have hit a lot over the years, from time you were little to through high school, through pro ball. First of all, let's talk about the first ball you ever hit over a fence. How old were you? Do you remember it and how old you were? Um, I think I was nine years old. Um, In Tijuana, I'm assuming. I, I remember it because we were playing at, at like uh, the 10-year-old or 11-year-old field, whatever it was, or 12-year-old field. Okay. And uh, I just ran into one and I was, I had to have been late. So at the time we played, it was nine year old against nine and 10 year olds. It was a two, two age group division, right? Right. It wasn't like it is nowadays where it's eight, you seven, you ten. Back right. then it was oh, like yeah, seven, yeah. eight. And then that's the way I played nine, too. 10, 11, 12. Right. Exactly. So, um, so I was of the younger age group and I think there was a kid going pretty good and I was just late on it, but I, I crushed it, but I was late and it went over the right field fence. Um, and then the friends that I played with that, that we played together for a few years, they were like, uh, later on, they say that I, you know, I'd say that I'd have awful, awful pop. And they're like, you didn't have awful pop. We had hot bats and you were late on a fastball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, you can call whatever you want, but it went over. <laughs> I tell you one of the, you know, and it's funny you say that Benji, I, we'll finish the rest of the home run game in just a second. Cause I remember a home run you hit and I was some reason it, one of the times I had tickets, it was at the new ball. Well, now it's the old ballpark, but it was in the one they just left. The new old ballpark, the, right? <laughs> the new old ballpark. And I was sitting, some reason I was sitting down close, kind of behind uh, third base dugout, and you put one in the little corner down there. I mean, it looked like a pop-up when it came off your bat. In the right field, that little, remember that little nook down there where they had some seats that was kind of, Yep. Right. And you, you, it looked like a pop up. They kept drifting, drifting, and it fell right inside there. It was like a, almost like a chip shot, right? in, you know, like you're trying to hit it right yeah. up close <laughs> to the pit. I'll never get it. Okay. So the second yeah. part of the home run game is one okay. that the best one of whether it could have been in high school, could have been first year in minor leagues, could have been any time. The one ball, the moment you hit it, I mean, you, you put it, the barrel hit it, you went through, and first thing in your mind was, oh my gosh, I just got it. I just crushed that one. The one you'll always remember. Um, you know, it did happen a few times in 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 in, uh, in high school. I don't remember one in particular. Um, it, it, in the minor leagues in Mexico, it happened a few times um, where I hit some uh, some bombs, home runs that were that I knew there were no daughters. Um, there's one in the big leagues that I hit. Um, it was on a three zero count. We were we were playing the, the the freeway series against the Dodgers in Anaheim, okay. and I hit it into the rocks, uh, the Cascade the Cascade rocks in center field. It was uh, off of a Omar Dahl, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think it was Omar. I, I don't I don't remember. It was the lefty for the Dodgers, and I hit it and didn't really pinch it, but I knew I uh, when I hit it, I knew it was gone. <laughs> and I remember him staring at me and then telling me you know, ye- yelling at me in, in, uh, in Spanish. He's like, what the hell are you doing swinging 3 Because I was hitting eighth or ninth in a lineup. <laughs> but social gave me the green light, and, uh, and I took him deep. He was pissed because number eight or nine hitters swinging on 3-0 count. <laughs> but the rocks in center field, damn, that is a bomb. That had to be, what, four, 
440 maybe? 430, 40? I mean, that's a crush out there. Yeah, probably 430, 430, 440, somewhere in there. All right, last yeah, one. Yeah, it was a good one. Okay, last question. What's something that nobody knows about Benji Gill? Let me give you an example. So if you don't know anything about the – the team that's there now. I asked this to. I went down to watch Double A and talked to Brock Burke last year. He's one of the pitchers for the Rangers, and I was. I asked. I always ask. Mm-hmm. What's something nobody knows about you? He, he had the strangest answer that I use as the example so that you can go off of. And he said, "I walk in my okay. sleep." And I, I and he said, "No, apparently <laughs> he goes. I he goes. I've I've scared." roommates on the road or whatever i get up in the middle of the night and i fight my pillows and do all this stuff and it turned into a national story someone wrote about it about him and and doing that but that what is one thing nobody knows about benji gill oh that's a tough one uh i'm pretty uh open with with most everything um uh, probably that, uh i'm a little bit of a romantic uh so you watch lucky Time, time, just out of the blue, will buy buy flowers for my wife, and uh, I don't think to her because I don't want her to leave me. But I do like. Uh, can't say that some of us don't want our wives to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like, just like listening to romantic music sometimes, and and just, uh, just I think about uh, even when she when I'm gone and, and not around, I'll turn on uh, just uh, ballads or romantic music and just think about her. And I don't know that she, she knows all this, but, uh, but yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. she listens to this pod. She's going to find out. Yeah. She's going to yeah, hear she's it. Gonna like, well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so let yeah. me ask you now, now your wife, is she now, is she bilingual like you? Is she from Mexico? Is she from America? Is she? Well, yeah, actually this is something that, that I think is cool for the, the listeners to, to hear, I'm mean, some may already know, but um, no, she's actually from Mesquite. Okay. Um, she was uh, she was actually um, Miss Texas in 1995. Wow. Um, and if, if I'm not mistaken, she was Miss Teen Texas in 1993 or four. So uh, yeah, she was the first Miss Texas to have. No, no, she was she was Miss Teen Texas '94, Miss Texas '95, but she actually had held both titles um, in consecutive years. So she was the first Miss Texas to have been Miss Teen Texas as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pretty lucky guy. Pretty lucky guy, for sure. You know what? And for some of us, and I'm kind of like you, it sounds like you outkicked your coverage. I kind of did the same thing. I'm, <laughs> I wake up yeah, sometimes. I look over at my wife laying there sometimes, and I'm like, wow, you're still here. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 extremely lucky. The beautiful, beautiful lady, and, Good mom. and even more beautiful on the inside. Now, did y'all meet while you were? I mean, obviously playing here. Is that it? She came out to the games and uh, or through mutual friends. Um, <laughs> now we're getting into it. Hey, was, what, actually, was it a blind date? What'd you? Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it was. I mean, it's kind of a little bit of of, of all of it, right? Um, she she had actually in I think 1995 she sang at the, the national anthem. Oh, um, before a game, but I. I didn't even, I didn't see her. I didn't, I mean, I, I think I was playing that day, so I didn't even notice. Yep. Um, and then after, after the 96 season, um, uh, I was in the old suites up in center field. There used to be a, a baseball diamond. Yeah. Um, were there and they had, they had three different, three sheets in one. It was Jamie Adams had realtor, uh, realtor and then, uh, Lombardo's yeah. clothing. So yeah. I used to go up there quite a bit after games. 
And one day I was up there after the season and I was about to take off to go play in Mexico. And I just went up there. I don't remember why I went up there for. And I saw a picture of her and I said, man, who's that? And they told me, oh, that was Miss Texas a couple of years ago. And I go, hey, I, I need to be introduced to her. Somebody, <laughs> you know, hooked me up. And uh, the reception was an older lady um, uh, named Nadine. And, and she was she was like uh, like my step-grandma, right? And she, yeah. was, uh, she was like, oh, no, no, no. No, she's, she's not for you. And I'm like, uh, why not? I'm like... Am I not your one of your favorite? your favorite? And she goes, "Oh yeah, you're my favorite." She's a nice girl, and 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 you like to just go out with too many girls. And I'm like, "No, I promise, I'll just I'll just meet her, take her to dinner, and if we don't like each other, I'll I'll, I'll end it there." And she's like, "Well, let me think about it." And so the answer was no, right? And then a few days later, she's like, "Okay, I already passed along uh, your number." Um, I think she called and and she wasn't there, and then later she called her mom. Uh, Carly's mom. Carly was actually overseas um, uh, doing some modeling and, and with a cosmetic company. And when she got back, she actually called me just to say hi. And I was already in Mexico back then, not really cell phone. So right. just, I had a cell phone, but it was just messages, right? Yeah. And uh, I don't know, uh, a month later or something, or a couple weeks later, um, I was playing in Mexico and got. Uh, a little tipsy to, to, to put it uh, uh, nicely. I have no idea what um, you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea what what I drank or what I thought to, to think about calling her in the middle of the night. So it was like three in the morning over there, which is probably like four in the morning here. And she, uh, she accepted the call and we talked. The next morning I had no recollection of having of the conversation. I knew I had called her. I was embarrassed. Uh, like you would not believe. And then, uh, I think a week later or a few weeks later, um, our season, uh, we actually had won the championship and I had pulled my hamstring and I knew the, the, the Rangers asked me to come back and get my leg checked out before they'd let me play in the, uh, Caribbean series or if they were going to let me play in the Caribbean series. Sure. Yeah. You were bound with the big team. Yeah. Yeah. I was bound with the big team. So, they had to authorize me continuing to play in the Caribbean series for Mexico. Um, and I didn't have anybody to pick me up. And I remember being in San Diego and I'm like, Hey, you know, should I call? And I asked my sister, should I call this girl to pick me up? She's the only person that I know in, in Dallas that can pick me up. And she's like, when I'm like, she goes, how long do you know this girl? I'm like, I called her two weeks ago when I was drunk. <laughs> she's like, do not call her. Uh, she goes, you gotta be embarrassed. Right. I'm like, yeah, but you know, it happened already. I don't have anybody else. So she goes, I would not do it. So I ended up calling her. She did come and pick me up. We hung out that whole weekend. Uh, we started dating, and uh, and the rest is history. Wow, it was, uh, that was it. I I, I, uh, I was hooked from the moment I saw her. Yeah, persistence. Yeah. So how long have you guys been married? Drunken so calls got... aren't always bad. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, I talked to my wife one time about one in the morning when we first met too. So maybe late calls is when they're groggy or something. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you've been yeah, married what twenty so. years? You got to be twenty. Uh, I I've been married twenty two years now. It'll be twenty two years um, this November. Good for you. Yeah, All right. Twenty two years this November. Well, that's fantastic. Look, we're going to get one more time. We're going to get a plug from you real quick. It was at the bottom of that. This is, right. this is former Texas Ranger Benji Gill, and you're listening to the Rangers Nation podcast. Okay.
Anytime? Yeah, when you're ready. Hi, this is uh, former Texas Ranger Benji Gill, and uh, thanks for listening to the Rangers Nation podcast. Perfect. Perfect. That's all we need. Benji, I appreciate it. It's, right, been, well, a, it's been a blast, man. Thanks for spending. We spent over an hour here talking. I really appreciate you coming on. Can't wait till we do this road show and get all together. We can meet in person and uh, bump elbows or whatever we got to do for social distancing. We'll have a good yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Get a, get a cold beer, baby, and, uh, and, and do something like that. But good luck to uh, Mateo this year. We're going to keep in touch, and we'll maybe do this again if we have to stay quarantined too long. We have to get on and talk about something else. Absolutely. Monday. All right, Benji, thank Absolutely. you. That's I'd Benji Gill. All right, take care, John. All right, take care, bud. You too, bud. Okay. All right, that was Benji Gill. That's so excited to have Benji come on here and talk to us for the last hour. Uh, a lot of these former Rangers coming on. It was just a fantastic time. I want to thank, thank Benji for coming on. Thank you guys for listening. Go down and like it. Make comments if you like it. Do that. Share it with people and get more people listening to it. Like I say at the end of every one of these that I do and everything I ever write, Nerd out.